we had our meeting with Louise at the end of last year and we hadn't sort of checked in for a little while. And we were, we were getting itchy feet. We were thinking, what can we do? Because we're just <laughs> yeah. sitting here. Um, yeah. And we need, we felt like we needed to do something. Yeah, and so from that condition. conversation, we asked a few questions uh, yeah. of Louise and um, she was very level-headed uh, with her response and uh, I guess reminded us of this time, you know, of this consolidation yeah. time and being patient and, yeah. you know, looking at what you have and working with it. And then in the meantime, we've had all these, you know, houses have skyrocketed, yeah. Um you know, we've had some properties in Brisbane that have been sitting there for a long time now without much growth. Now, all of a sudden, um, you know, they're worth a lot more than what they were. We've yeah. had rents go up in that area. We've had one in particular go up uh, $85 a week um, Ooh, from awesome. one tenant to another. So, yeah, so in, in the last, so from this year to last year, so we've yeah. had an increase of around eight thousand dollars in rent. That's um, and so I think when we start now to see that all this waiting is now starting to pay off. Yeah. Now we don't feel like we want to do anything. <laughs> we're, we're riding that wave now, and it feels yeah. really nice. You're listening to Property Investor Tales: Stories from the Front Yard. Here's your host, Tabitha. Hello and welcome to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard, where I get to speak to property investors from around Australia about their investing journey. My name's Tabitha Bright and I'm the head of coaching here at Positive Real Estate, where we help people build wealth through property. With over 8,000 clients across Australia and New Zealand, there are some incredible stories to tell, which hopefully make your investing journey that little bit easier and will inspire you along the way. So my guests today are Kristen and David, and we're going to talk about managing the highs and lows of investing, renegotiating interest rates successfully to make some massive savings, and how their property investing pays for their children's uh, private school fees. So super exciting. Enjoy this conversation with Kristen and David. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Today, we are traveling down to Adelaide. We have Kristen and David with us, um, part of our fabulous uh, coaching and mentoring group. So David, Kristen, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. <laughs> nice to be here. It's always awkward this first bit, so <laughs> but we'll get chatting. We've had a good chat before this, um, just a little bit of, around some of the stuff that you guys have done. And what's interesting, you've been part of the program for a long time since around 2013. Is that right? I've got that written down right. Uh, so you know, you've spent a fair bit of time with positive and you've acquired your portfolio. Some of it you did on your own um, beforehand and some of it uh, with positive real estate. And the first part of your journey when you started investing, um, when we were chatting, you had some comments that I see repeated again and again. Um, and those were around finding like-minded people, um, not knowing what you don't know, buying close to you know where you live because that's a market you know tell me a little bit about that because you started off investing how did it go 
Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh, look, our first investment property um, was like a, I guess, like a buy the land, build the house. Um, it was in a subdivision um, eight kilometres from the city. Um, we were going on a night away and we just happened to drive past uh, and went in, looked okay. at it, got emotionally attached and thought, let's buy it. Um, uh, and literally uh, it was on a bit of a whim like that. Yeah. Uh, we knew nothing about investing. Uh, we didn't have anyone in our family that we knew of that was investing. We didn't have any friends, uh, close friends that we knew yeah. of that was investing. So uh, I think we'd read a few books actually. Yeah. That's what it... Um, yeah, it wasn't necessarily just a pure on a whim. We were we were reading and trying to educate ourselves and Robert and Kiyosaki, Kiyosaki, yeah. or uh, Yardney, bit of Yardney ah, yes. stuff yeah. and that sort of thing. And so we sort of got to the point where we were ready, or that mm -hmm. we'd sort of got enough information to maybe get started. And uh, so we sort of dipped our toe in and and got moving on something. Uh, but then after that um, that first initial one, we sort of were a bit stuck on where to go to next and we got more and more educated and we figured out that Adelaide is not probably the <laughs> the greatest place to put our money in and uh, that we wanted to go into some uh, bigger bigger cities and something yeah. where the growth would be would be better and but we didn't know how and what to do that and 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 that's sort of where we explored going um, getting some support by a company and, and that's where we ended up with positive real estate, yeah. Awesome. Well, we're very pleased you did. <laughs> Especially, I mean, you guys have been a part of the group for a long time and I remember when we were just chatting before, you were saying that the buying bit's the fun bit, right? Because <laughs> it's exciting. It's what we call the acquisitions phase. And so it's, you know, you do your research, you go look at property and if you like property, like, you know, most of us do that are involved in a group like this, you know, it's fun. You get to, I mean, you even get a bit of a sticky beak. I like to have a look at how people live, even state by state, it's so different. Um, you know, interiors, all the works. Um, and for the buying bit's fun. And then you've bought the thing. And then there's often as many questions as there are before you buy, right? It's like, um, you know, your accounting, your property management, um, all of those things that we were talking about before. Tell me a little bit about that because you guys felt like there were some big gaps or some questions for you that you didn't have people to bounce off. Is that right? I don't put words in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you're right. We we love that acquisitions phase and uh <laughs> choosing our properties and seeing our portfolio grow and then dreaming of what that's going to mean for us down the track and and all of that was really exciting and then after that time when we had no more money left uh, <laughs> and we'd spent it all uh, you know what do we do now and to be honest it's become a it's become a little tiny job for me um, you know we have a, a few properties now and so that requires me to pay the bills to mm -hmm. communicate with the, the uh, property managers to, to be yep. on top of the market um, and, yeah, just uh, be aware of all the finances and, 
you know, move money around so that it pays for, for all, all the different parts that we have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not a, it's not a in incredibly onerous task, but you know, I'd spend a bit of time each week, definitely on, on, on yeah. that, the, sort of the, the day-to-day the -day runnings of it. It's, it's sort of in a little business of its own in, in some times. And then, 100%. yeah. and then when you, um, when it becomes new new time for when the, the, the leases end or uh, that, that becomes a bit more, bit busier then because uh, yeah. we now need to look at what we're going to do with the rent. Uh, yeah. In, in and maintenance if there's anything that needs yeah. to be. And yeah. do we need yeah. to do it now? Can we wait? Is that yeah. going to give us more rent? Is it not? Um, is it cosmetic? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, lots of decisions like that to make. Um, you know, and just even, I think just, yeah, um, I was alluding to before in our discussions, uh, before the podcast is just really keeping on top of the property managers and making sure that you have a really good, uh, relationship with them. Um, yeah. and you know, there was one property that was being advertised for us and, look, I've got a bit of a background in photography as well. And, um, mm. you know, I wasn't really enjoying the photos that they were using to advertise our property. I didn't feel like that was really uh, a great selling point. Some yeah. of the photos weren't even of our property. Um, and so, yeah, I think um, holding them accountable uh, yeah. and mm. making sure that they are doing all the things that they need to be doing and what you're paying them to do um, yeah. that they are doing, you know, that they're making sure they contact the tenants, you know, three months in advance, uh, <laughs> not leaving it to, you know, the last three weeks that they're there. Yeah. Um, we have overseas students staying in one that they headed back to their uh, uh, home country and then our property manager couldn't contact them. Um, you know, we've had lots of issues like that. So, um, and that has really made us uh, yeah. be a lot more proactive yeah. uh, and keeping tabs on the property managers and making sure that they're keeping to the timelines and that they're communicating with us, that when mm. we ring them, they ring us back within a certain amount of time, um, you know, and not ignoring us. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Property it's, the old squeaky, it's the old squeaky wheel, isn't it? And I yeah, think it is a little. Yeah. <laughs> and, and sort of further to that... Um, you know, I, I've sort of in, in myself, I've been trying best to really be thankful and praise property managers when they 100%. when they just uh, yep. pay the bill or pass on the the water bill to the tenants or something like that. Yep. Um, that we um, we do that, but in the same breath, we've also changed two property managers because we weren't happy with the way that they communicated with us, and really that, that's important. So, yeah getting a bit more experienced in that area, we then, um, we said, we, we, we're looking for a new um, property manager and these are the expectations that we have for you. If we call yeah. you um, or we email you, we expect communication within 24 hours. Is, are you going to be okay with that? Are you, is that something that you can um, meet? And if yep. Great. you can't, then that's fine. Um, we'll find somebody else that will... Yeah, um, that, and having a, great, a few different properties. Yeah, I, I mean that's a great point. So it's, I mean, really, you're qualifying your property manager. You're hiring them like you would hire a staff member, um, and 
I, I guess one of the key things that I like that you guys are highlighting and you've discovered along your journey is that it is like running a business. I'm still stuck back on you were advertising a property that wasn't didn't had photos that weren't even your photos. <laughs> so yeah, someone rocking, yeah. someone well, rocking was, up would see a totally yeah. different property. It was a yeah, part of an apartment complex. It so was, it was, but it was the right kitchen. Like it wasn't the our kitchen at all. Mm-hmm. Um, ours was an open plan kitchen. They had a wall there. Like it just. Ours had a view out to the city that wasn't included in the initial photos. And I'm thinking, isn't that a major selling point um, for the property? We need to make sure we have, you know, that as the main thumbnail mm. picture. Um, mm. You know, and it's just, it's little things like that, that, yeah. you know, can mean someone comes to your property to view it or makes an inquiry about it. And they, they all matter. They all yeah. really matter. Yeah. And so really it's, it's running another business and, um, and it's like having a part-time business on top of everything else. And I think this is why, you know, only the 1% or under of Australia get to retire themselves um, in any kind of meaningful way when it comes to income. Um, because you do have to do, well, you have to do more than what the average person is doing in order to create this for yourselves. Um, but I've heard that you've you're putting in some systems in place, so you're managing that that load. I'll call it. Um, it's not onerous, like you said, but it requires a commitment. Um, you're doing it weekly, so it doesn't bank up, it doesn't build up. You're putting some of your own systems in place to manage your part-time business, which is going to provide you the choices later on. Would that be correct? Correct That's summary. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. And so this brings me to the second point that I want to pick out of what you've said for people is there's a difference between acquisition phase and consolidation phase, yeah? So acquisition phase to the uninitiated is you're going out, you're buying, you're doing your research, you're looking at stuff, you're having fun, generally speaking, might be a bit stressful, particularly if you're buying at auction. Um, And that's kind of the exciting thing because you feel like you're doing something proactive to get stuff moving. It's new, it's buzzy. Then comes consolidation phase. So you're tapped out of your borrowing. You're now dealing with the problems, the normal problems, not abnormal, normal problems of managing any small business (laughs) slash um, property portfolio. You're waiting you're waiting for the market. You hope that it's going to do something with an X amount of time. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it takes longer. And amongst all of that, there's all of the rigmarole to deal with, the, the boring stuff. And this is what we call consolidation phase. When you can no longer go out and buy or you may have finished your purchasing um, strategy. So now it's paying down debt, saving, getting rid of, uh, using your, um, your tax refunds for paying down debt on the family home or other other options that we'll talk about in a second. Um, And so it feels sometimes like you're just spinning the wheels. And this is where we see if clients are going to have a challenge with their portfolio, it's usually not during (laughs) the purchasing side of things. It's just about always in consolidation phase. And I'd say there's a good five to seven years of consolidation phase where people just get so fed up and they almost want to undo themselves by 
selling something just for the sake of it being interesting. And then you go, I'm just going to sell the same thing. I'm going to trade it with something else better. Mm. It is a, it is a viable strategy that, but you really have to do your numbers and decide whether it is in your best interest. Cause nine times out of 10, just holding, even if your property's a seven out of 10, not a nine out of 10, holding it, you don't have the in out costs and stuff. Have you guys felt frustrated during the consolidation phase? I can see a couple of nods there. Yeah, I think we did. We um, we had a lot of changes happen. Mm. Uh, we've done a lot. Um, we've probably been in this consolidation phase. This is probably our seventh year, I would yeah. say. Um, yeah. Congratulations. So definitely. And in that time, we've done lots of different things. We've, yeah. uh, we've packed up and we've moved overseas. We've sold everything that we owned and we went to live in America with our children. Um, David uh, did some different work. I was a lady of leisure. Um, <laughs> we've, we've then come back, um, you know, and that was an effort in itself to try to keep our properties afloat. Um, yeah. Maintain everything during that time. Um, we've come back. David uh, has was in a very comfortable job earning a very good salary mm. um, and then has made the decision to quit that and to uh, mm. start a business, um, yep. which as you know, with bank, um, <laughs> yep. banks don't like that too much. Uh, so he's gone from a very secure uh, job in education, which the they were throwing money at us to now yeah. uh, we don't want to touch you with a 10 foot pole. Um, so that's been in the last couple of years, uh, you know, like we've wanted to maybe do some things, had an idea, maybe we'll build this, maybe we'll renovate this, maybe we'll whatever, but servicing has been a real problem for us yeah. um, in the last couple of years. Uh, but, you know, and I think we had our meeting with Louise at the end of last year and we hadn't sort of checked in for a little while and we were, we were getting itchy feet. We were thinking, what can we do? Cause we're just <laughs> yeah. sitting here. Um, yeah. And we need, we felt like we needed to do something. Yeah, and so from that condition. conversation, we asked a few questions uh, yeah. of Louise and um, she was very level headed uh, with her response and uh I guess, reminded us of this time, you know, of this consolidation time and being patient and, yeah. you know, looking at what you have and working with it. And then in the meantime, we've had all these, you know, houses have skyrocketed. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had some properties in Brisbane that have been sitting there for a long time now without much growth. Now, all of a sudden, um, you know, they're worth a lot more than what they were. We've yeah. had rents go up in that area. We've had one in particular go up uh, $85 a week um, Ooh, from awesome. one tenant to another. So, yeah, so in in the last, so from this year to last year, so we've yeah. had an increase of around $8,000 in rent. That's um, nuts. And so I think when we start now to see yeah. that all this waiting is now starting to pay off. Yeah. Now we don't feel like we want to do anything. <laughs> we're, we're riding that wave now and it feels yeah. really nice. But it, yeah. it, 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 we did have to have a lot of patience and David does do a lot of the day-to-day -day 
um, conversing with our property yeah. managers, all the emails that come along with it, the paying of the bills. And so it's yeah. kind of nice for David in particular for all of that work that he's put in over the last seven years of maintaining the, the you know, these properties is that now we're actually starting to get the benefits from that. Mm. Well, that that's awesome. And because essentially you guys have been juggling a number of things, like a lot of change is what I've heard <laughs> outside of your investing. And um, and not only that, so you've had all that change, then you've also got family, you're juggling careers, you're juggling a new business. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a stack of stuff. And people will say, well, like, how do you do it all? Because often for people with young families, because you started the um, major part of your acquisitions portfolio when your youngest was a baby. Yeah. Yeah, we so, had. So how did you guys manage three under that, like, five. emotionally? <laughs> yeah, I know we had three under five, and I wasn't working. Um, three under five. I, think I was doing some relief teaching or something like that. Um, you went and paid employment. <laughs> yeah, when when we started this whole thing, so yeah, that's nuts. Um, yeah, but we've we've had a few things help us along the way. Um, yeah, we lived in a boarding house for three years, uh, which which meant that we weren't paying any rent or anything like that. So during that time, that really helped us to save up some money um, oh, and right. be really and be able to pay for for maintenance that might have come up at a property. We just could easily pay that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've um, certainly had some times as well where we have felt under the pump and we yeah. have had to approach our accountant um, for any way that we could yeah. save or gain money in some way yeah. so that we didn't yeah. have to borrow any money from parents or anything like that. <laughs> so we've had some yeah. highs and yeah. we've had some real lows too. Yeah. Um, we've just managed to weather it and I think, the whole time we've known that what we don't want to do is sell. Mm, yep. And that we taken. want to hold on. And we've tried mm. to hold on. Yeah. yeah well, if I, if I think about our journey, uh, probably one of the big, uh, big aspects for us has been the tax benefits that we've received. It's mm. been significant. And even yep. though, you know, like we talked about our investments in Brisbane have really only grown in the last year yep. and up until then they, very marginally improved in, yeah. in growth and capital gains. But, yeah. um, you know, there was a point, at, there was a stage at one point where I was paying uh, zero tax. Um, so there's, you know, 30 or 40 grand a, a year, um, whatever, that, that, you're, that you're better off just by investing. So, yeah. you know, initially we knew that um, whilst we might not be getting any benefits out of the property per se, that the tax benefits were really significant for us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, in in partnership with that, we we found a really good uh, accountant that we trust and that that yeah. uh, that's got a lot of time for us, which is wonderful. And that's awesome. So um, yeah, so we uh, we really uh, have been able to maximise our tax benefits through him. Um, yeah. We've also uh, started. SMSF and and went all through that path as well yeah. and so he now 
uh, runs that for us and we've got property in our SMSF too. Oh, and, uh, that's fabulous. And so all yeah. of that has, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's been good. I, I think with the SMSF, one issue that we found was that uh, when I had my stable job um, in education that I would get um, my uh, super put straight into my, our super account and, and yeah. then um, with all the changes that I've done with my employment, that's no longer happening. Uh, yeah. And so there was a bit of a shortfall there that, that, we, that we've had to since sort of pay and, and yeah. potentially yeah. didn't buy the best property. Um, but yeah. knowing that the SMSF is a really long-term investment that we can't do anything, uh, you know, we're just sort of hanging on and, and just sort of, yeah, th th there's not a lot we can really do there. But uh, it, it's manageable, but it, it is still... Uh, that you know we're paying for that um, we're, we're yep. behind yep. a little bit with that but uh, mm. yeah, the, yeah yeah because of the so, change where you have to um, put in your own super and you've um, it because you're self-employed with your business yeah and I work okay. for the government and so uh, they don't allow yeah. us to take our super out um, and so we have to keep it where it is so my ah, super gotcha yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I can't yep. help out in that way. Yeah. Um, so, so we have I a see. bit of a shortfall now. Um, yep. which, gotcha. Yeah. Yep. 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 Gotcha. I understand. Um, yeah. It's these changes to our position that can um, have a short term impact on our strategy. And, you know, long term, the goal is obviously to get that property paid off um, inside your super. Uh, for your cash flows and because there's benefits to that now I'm not licensed to talk super <laughs> um, so I will make that um, that clear um, mm. but it's good you know good to hear what you're doing what's worked what hasn't um, so basically what I'm hearing from you guys is that you've been very specific about putting together your six-star team your accountants your property managers your finance people, because let's talk about your finance. Oh, actually, I want to just go back and address one comment you made. You talked about how the properties in Brisbane hadn't um, seen any growth for a period of time. Normal or abnormal problem? Oh, look, we when we when we first bought it, mm -hmm. we did so with the uh, with the sort of advice that it was the next growth area, and and in my head. We always knew that uh, the price between Sydney and Brisbane, the, the wider that gap was, yeah. at some point it's going to, uh, you know, shorten and, yeah. and then going to go up. So that's always yeah. been in the back of our mind. But, you know, initially we would have loved to have probably gone into Sydney and then had that growth straight uh, <laughs> away. And, and there'd be, the balls you know, are nice, right? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but we also couldn't afford as much over there either. So No, and the rents. Um, you're so negative yep. there. That's that's yep. part of the challenge. And yep. I think what I'm what I'm aiming to highlight here is that often, even despite all of the data, all of the commentators, all of the, you know, the big um, houses that do all the ec economic predicting, your SQM researchers, your RP datas, all of those guys, um, the market can do its own thing, and it can be a contrary beast. And so, you know, I know a lot of clients um, would feel very similar where they'd sat in the Brisbane market kind of twiddling their thumbs going, when is this going to do something? I was sure it was going to do something. 
Um, but when it does go off, it tends to do exactly what you guys have experienced, where it, it goes absolutely nuts and everything seems to go at the same time, rents, um, capital growth. Then you may find it has a correction, it may flatten off, and then it's going to probably sit flat for a number of years. Um, and just understanding that those cycles, they're yeah. normal, they're part of, other times you jag it. Because um, what's happening with Adelaide at the moment, it's, um, it's also seeing some heat, yeah? Yeah, it's going well here. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we've got our own property and then that yeah. first investment that we had is here too. So that, that's been good for us too. But, yeah, yeah. We, we like that, the, the clock and the cycle from positive real estate and where they're positioned. And, yeah. and that's part of the part of the appeal to of positive real estate. We love that it was... Um, about educating us and not about selling yeah. something to us. And, mm. you know, we had uh, Adrian Rivish was our first coach. Yeah. And, you know, I really clearly remember a conversation with him when we were in that acquisitions phase. And yeah. I was saying, Adrian, you know, what do you think about this property? And he says, well, okay. And he just asked me questions. And he'd say, well, is it the right type of property? Is it in the right location? Is it, well, tell me the data, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me this. And then, and then it ended up being, so what do you think? Is it a good property? Yeah. Um, for you to buy. And yeah. so it was, it was never about telling me, go and get that property or this thing. It's mm. about educating us so that we. Yeah, getting you to think about it. We could do it now. And, and so in a similar way, you know, the next time we're not, acquiring anything but if we did go through that um i feel like we'd be better skilled to be able to do that yeah. even though that's a long awesome. time ago we probably awesome. need to up on some, yeah. because then if we come back to the six star team you guys have been and i think what is highlighted with you guys is that you're very proactive so you're on top of your paperwork um you're on top of what's happening with your rents managing your property managers all of that stuff you meet with your accountant regularly. Um, the other part of it is your finance. And so you guys have been very proactive in that space recently. Um, tell me a little bit about that because you've made some big savings just going back to lenders and sorting, sorting that out. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was a conversation again that when we were talking with Louise at the end of last year, just as a yeah. check-in, we were getting frustrated. Um, we were sitting there for a while. We were yeah. thinking, should we should we sell our house, go rent somewhere? You know, we just had so many questions and, yeah. and everything. And then um, she just happened to mention, um, you know, you know, because we were talking about our serviceability, hence um, David's job's not great for the banks right now. Yeah. So um, we were like, we can't refinance, we can't miss all that. And um, and then she's like, you know, you can just renegotiate your rates. You just call up the banks and you can do that yourselves. And uh, and so David started and um, and and yeah. and yeah, do you want to take over from there? Yeah. Well, you know. If we just back it up a little step, there's so much focus on the rent and we were so aware of rent and, oh, I really want to get $15 increase in rent and not $10, you know, and uh, now let's let's push it to $20. And so, you, so you've got in your head that rent is the, is the way for you to mm. make money in your properties. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and the, 
ignoring the fact that by lowering your loans, you're, you're doing exactly the same aspect, but it's something that's not as in your, in your face. Yeah. Um, so that's probably one of the big learning things that we've got in the last year. And I wish we had a, manage this earlier. Mm. Um, so if I could give anyone a, some advice would be to look at their loans and renegotiate them with the, with the, um, with the bank. So for us, yep. like we said, we couldn't refinance, but uh, we would, uh, Louise said to us, you ring up say the Commonwealth Bank and say, um, what's the payout figure for our loan? And that sort of shoots you into a bit of a, you know, yep. a, Oh, they're going to leave the retention team. Yes. Yes, the retention team. You might go to the retention team and you might not, but then you would then also figure out what's the best um, price that you could get at certain, you know, interest only or fixed or, and and so you'd have that there and say, we're going to move to, you know, X bank and it's going to be at this rate. Um, What can you do? And, um, and then we would negotiate that and, and I'd fix awesome, the variable. Um, yeah. And so, so in the same way that we might be, you know, really trying to get 10 or $20 extra in rent, um, we were getting, uh, you know, uh, 200 $300, $400 a, a month uh, that yeah. we could get less. Um, yeah. so, we, so we've saved, so this year we're going to save around 15000 in interest payments that is across nice. our portfolio. 15,000, yep. Yeah, and then with the intra, uh, with the rents going up in yep. particular areas, um, yep. in Brisbane, uh, we've got another one in um, New South Wales uh, that's also gone up. But um, a lot of them um, have had an increase in rent, which meant that we've got an extra 8,000 roughly this year as well so um yeah and I was saying before with you that um you know that kind of money um you know we're paying like that combined is our school fees for our kids uh to go to private school so um that's just paid for their education amazing so it's nice to reiterate that yeah. yeah, yeah, I just want to reiterate that for everyone. So, you know, the 15 and the 8, that's about 23 grand. And you guys are both in education. Um, David, you've got your own business now, teaching leadership skills to big companies and, you know, helping with culture in companies. You come from an education background. Um, Kristen, you're a teacher. You're in, uh, you, a very brave woman and teach um, <laughs> high school. Like, you definitely see the whites of my eyes on that one. Um, yeah, my own teenager scarred me for life. <laughs> I hope she doesn't watch this. She'll be so angry at me. Um, <laughs> and I only had the one. I don't know how you guys do three. Um, and so education is really important to you. Hence, we see this, this theme, this commonality around um, uh, an education program like Positive Real Estates. Um, and it's important to you, I imagine, to have the kids in private schools. So you guys in a single sweep have been able to sort out your school fees for the year, the 23K, <laughs> um, simply by negotiating with the banks and um, getting your rents up. Uh, you know, that's good well, business management. <laughs> look, I think it's good and bad. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, it's if we look at the line, That was my big wrap up. <laughs> I'm getting to a point here. It's going to be really good. Okay, um, okay, okay, okay. I'll, know, I'll trust I, in you. <laughs> yeah, 
Look, the loan, the loan um, improvements has been significant, and that's because we've neglected to pay really good attention to that over the past three, four, five years. Mm. So yeah. there's a lesson learned. We, I don't expect other people will potentially get as big a savings. savings in their loans if they neglect it for maybe five years and just get whatever loan they can get yep. and then um, and then sit on it without paying attention like we did, um, then five years down the track or three, four or five, you might end up, um, you know, having the, the, the reductions that we've had. Um, but that's probably, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a lesson that we've definitely learned. It's great to yeah. be on that better side now mm. it would have been better if we had been aware of that and done that from the start yeah. yeah it's interesting we make assumptions and the assumption is is that most people will be on top of it I can tell you right now 99% of people will not be on top of it probably myself included which I should not <laughs> not have on a recording um, but honestly, like the amount of people I see when I sit down and I relook at their portfolio and we talk through what do they need to do to make those little changes, I would, 99% is probably a bit rough, but 90% of people will not be on top of um, loans and rents as two big, two big factors. The other is well, tax variation. Yeah. It's the non-sexy part of the business, isn't it, of the property management. It's, uh, yeah. you know, that keeping on top of your, your property mm. manager addressing issues, it's not easy to do. You know, there may be some conflict no. in that and, yep. and it's, it's hard to have those conversations. And, um, and, then, and then similarly, you're sort of addressing that in some ways with the banks and you're going into yep. some murky waters and not quite sure where you're going to go and yep. trying to play, play a bit of game of poker with them in some ways. Uh, but, <laughs> poker. yeah, <laughs> it's, um, you know... Think about what you would do for a five thousand job dollar job increase. Uh, yeah. What you know, wage rise, which you'll get taxed on as well. Or here mm -hmm. is, uh, mm -hmm. you know, what can you do for three grand different? You know, that's only, you know, uh, what is it, a couple hundred dollars in a, a month? And you know, you can you can probably get that in a, in a lot of changes in your loans. So yeah. that would be uh, the big message that. Uh, I'd like to pass on to the listeners would be to, to check your loans. Uh, maybe if you need a, a hand in how to address it, maybe talk yeah. to your coach. Um, that's what worked for us. Um, oh, she sort of, yeah, um, yeah. Louise Carr was was great at sort of giving us a little script and saying, this is what you're going to ask. This is how mm. you're going to go about it. And then yep. so, yeah, I uh, had a look at all of our loans and uh, some of them we couldn't do. Uh, we've yeah. just only just finished, but the others that we did, we, we got onto it straight away. Yeah. Oh, fantastic, guys. Good job. And then to wrap up, uh, my final question, the classic podcast question. So if you could travel back in time and give young Kristen and young David some advice, <laughs> what would it be? You go. Well, it's probably the same. Yeah. Just be invest earlier like probably like a lot of people would say yeah. you know I remember when we started I mean I was only 30 I think mm. when we started um yeah. and you know that's not old to start investing in property at all but no. um David was 34 at the time and even at 30 and 34 we were thinking we're late you know imagine yeah. if we'd done this earlier 
Yeah, um, earlier. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're optimistic that our portfolio will um, get us to a point that we will be able to retire earlier than normal. Um, awesome. And that we will have an income, a passive income that we can live comfortably off, which is our goal. Yep. Um, and, you know, holidays and things like that, we're the type of people that don't want to fully retire um, yep. and have nothing to do. We do like to be <laughs> of service and, and keep busy. So, um, you know, we'd be happy just working one or two days a week or something like that later in the future. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hmm. investing earlier. And no, and we sometimes sit there when we're having a glass of wine or beer and, and when we're looking up realestate.com, checking out, you know, what the rents are going for now in this suburb and that suburb and thinking, and then looking at how much we bought the property for back all those times ago. And we just think, I'm so glad we did that. Aren't you so glad we did that? And yeah. um, we have no regrets at all buying our properties oh. um we just wish we'd done it a lot earlier mm. <laughs> yeah i think it's the common theme in everyone i interview how about you david anything to add to that oh no look that's the, the sentiments from both of us but mm. yeah i think the message about checking your loans is something that i've learned and uh, yeah, yeah not necessarily good. trusting your your property manager to do what's right for you um mm. all the time um I think you do need to be on top of them and and push them. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we've we've changed uh, twice because uh, we weren't happy with the service that we've had, um, and that we just felt that we could get get someone that would be more attentive uh, to us. And yeah, yeah. So um, they're probably the the tips. And yeah, I think the long term, when we consider the houses that we bought about ten years ago now, and what we what we paid for them, and what you could now. Yeah, um, it just shows to you that you you have to hold them because you can't buy a property like that for that price anymore. So mm. um, the long-term hold is probably the thing that we're looking at as well. Oh, yeah. well congratulations, guys. You've uh, done amazingly. And, uh, I mean, you know, hats off to you and your, I'll call them the business systems <laughs> uh, because they're working for you. And, um, you know, if if everyone was as, clear-minded as you about um, setting up some good processes and systems and following it and um, talking to the people you need to talk to. I mean, the results you're getting are because of that uh, and your tenacity. Um, so uh, make sure you do get a hobby. <laughs> Don't, um, if you, <laughs> if the new business isn't causing you enough, uh, enough, um, you know, time and effort, uh, and just leave leave your properties be. And I think you've learned that lesson nicely. So good job, guys. Thank and thank you so much for today's time. It was awesome no to problem. have you. No problem. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Well, you take care. Bye for now. Bye. 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 Hey, thanks for listening to Property Investor Tales. Remember to subscribe so you get notified every time a new episode drops. 
As you can guess, I love hearing people's property investor tales. So if you'd like to share yours, then please get in touch with me via email at propertyinvestortales at positivementor.com.au. We would also love your feedback and I would appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember, you can watch all of these podcasts over on YouTube at Positive Mentor or at positivementor.com.au. Until then, take care, happy investing and bye for now.